Thank you so much, funeral directors. I'm gonna ask now that everyone but the family to please stand. Everyone, please stand. This is the day that the Lord has made. I know that tears are gonna flow today, but the Bible says that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I know that we've come for a homegoing celebration and tears are gonna flow, but you know what? God is in the house today. And when God comes into the house, we ought to welcome God into the house, into this great celebration. So all over this place, can we give God some praise? Really, can we give God some praise? If God's been good to you, come on, you ought to give him some praise. Come on, come on, come on. He woke us all up this morning. Come on, he put food on our tables this morning. He put clothes on our backs this morning. We ought to give him some praise. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, we don't know where we would be. We really don't know where we would be. God is a good God. I said he's a good God. God is a good God. Oh, hallelujah. I know the tears are flowing and our hearts are aching, but God is still a good God. And he's too good a God to make a mistake. So for Brother Donald, for just a couple of seconds, won't we forget about ourselves? Let's concentrate on God and give God a worthy praise. Come on, let's give him a worthy praise. Oh, come on, the Super Bowl is tomorrow, and you're going to be screaming tomorrow, but today, let's give God some praise. He's greater than the Super Bowl. He's greater. He's greater. We ought to give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. It's too good to us for us to sit down on our praise. Oh, come on. We ought to think about it. He's too good. He's too good. He's too good. How dare we sit down on his praise? Oh, hallelujah. If you were a friend or family member of Brother Donald, you knew him. Oh, my God. Why don't you remember the good times? Remember the laughter. Remember. Remember him as someone that gave God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to give God praise for the life of a great man. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, as we come before you and ask you for anything, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come into your house of worship one more time. God, thank you because we, we need you during this hour. This wife needs you during this hour. These children, they need you, oh God. This mother needs you, God. So God, I pray that you wrap your loving arms around them. Oh God, let them know that they are protected during this hour. Oh God, I pray for peace. Oh, that surpasses all understanding. God, I even ask that you give some joy today. 
Oh God, joy in the midst of pain. God, you can do that. God, as tears roll down our faces, God, we remember that you are too good a God to make a mistake. So God, during this time, God, be with us as we sing your songs. Be with us as we read your scriptures. God, even as your word is preached today. And God, as we pray your prayers, God, you get the glory. Get the glory. You get the glory out of everything that is said and everything that is done. We pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So before you take your seats, come on, give God some praise one more time. Come on, one more time. Give God some praise. Come on, come on, come on. Tell him he's a good God. God, you're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. Hallelujah. God, you're good. You may have your seats in his presence. We will follow our program as it has been outlined. Scott Gibson is going to come and sing. It is well. Oh, God, it is well. Reverend Mary Higgins will read our scriptures. And Pastor Toby Johnson will pray the prayer of comfort. They will come in that order. the whole 
trust that you have been comforted just from being in this sanctuary, witnessing the great outpouring of love here today. I shall read in your hearing this morning from the Old Testament portion of scripture from Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, verses one through eight, and then from 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 13 through 18. Ecclesiastes reads on this wise. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There is a time to be born and there is a time to die. There is a time to plant and there is a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to break down. A time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to mourn. A time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, a time to, em to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rent and a time to keep silent. There is a time to sow and there's a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. From the New Testament reading, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 13 through 18, reads on this wise. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. But if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we, oh, which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. To God be the glory. I said, to God be the glory for his unspeakable joy and for the reading and understanding of his word. God bless you Let us pray. Our Father and our God, the one who sits high and looks low, we come to say thank you. Even though our hearts are heavy, there's some things we don't understand. Heavenly Father, we bless you And we thank you that you allowed our past to cross Donald. Thank you for each and every one in the building. Thank you for your love and your kindness. For it was you, oh God, that allowed us to be here. With everything going on around us, you've been our keeper. You've been our provider. You've been our remunerator. Heavenly Fathers, we come boldly before your throne, seeking grace and mercy in a time of need to help. We lift up this family and we ask that you comfort as only you can. And for all those that are trying to decide what becomes of Donald, your word teaches us first come death, then the judgment. He's in your hand. Lord God, but we ask that you would Bless those he left behind. There's a void in our hearts that can never be filled. But Heavenly Father, we say thank you for the life and the legacy of Donald Ray Colson Sr. Bless his wife and his children. Bless his mother. Bless his siblings. Bless all of us that have come to celebrate his life. 
God, we're in your hands. We pray for the salvation of everyone under the sound of our voice. And we ask that you would use the man of God to speak to the people and give us everything we need. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
many of us know that if God had not been right there by our side, we never would have made it. Thank the Lord that he was there. Come on. Thank the Lord that he was there right by our sides. We never, ever would have made it had it not been for the Lord on our side. Thank you so much, Brother Scott. And I want to thank Reverend Mary Hicks for reading our scriptures and for Pastor Toby Johnson praying that very powerful prayer. We have reached now the moment in our service where we will hear tributes. I want to invite the following to come to this particular podium. There is a mic there that has your name on it. Um, that would be Valerie Leach from UNC Chapel Hill, Daryl Farr, North Met class of 86, and then Pastor Toby Johnson, VIP Courier Express will give words of tribute. Would you receive them in that order? Yes, that's right. Come on, give God some praise for them. Hello, everyone. Mel told me to keep it to two minutes, so I'll look at her the whole time and try to do so. But after that song, and it says, I never would have made it without you. If you know Donald, I know we're talking about the Lord, but many of us would say we wouldn't have made it without Donald. And we lost a person on this day. And I can personally say I would not have made it without him. He was my person. He was Mel's person. He was our person. And he made you feel like you were his person, each and every one of us. And it's tough to have a person in your life that can make so many people think you were the only one. And Donald did that for us. So I did have something prepared to say, and it's tough for me to say those things. But I'll say I am honored because he was in my life. I had many, many, many conversations with Donald over the years. And we walked this walk over the eight years together. And every step of the way, I will tell you, he was brave and courageous, often thought about, and we talked about his family, and that's each of you. I know your names. Some of you don't know me, but I know your names, and he loved every one of you. So I say today, while I am hurting, and I know you're hurting, we also know that we had a beautiful spirit in our lives, sir, for so many years. And I say, it is all well in my soul. 
Good evening, each and everyone. I'm Darrell. A lot of you probably know me as Donald's best friend. Been the best friend since the fifth grade. And believe me, when I say the best friend, it's no one like Donald. I'm going to miss these phone calls from him. Donald will call three or four times a week. Sometimes we talk hours on the phone at a time. Our wives are getting like, are y'all going to hang up? It's never, it's never a hang up with him. You know, I catch myself last week picking the phone up just to call him. And not even knowing he's not even there. But going back um, in high school, back in the class of 86, each and every one has reached out. I would like for all of them to stand up, though. Just the class of 86. He loved his North Mac crew. When I say they have been there, they have called every, each and every day. Like the young lady who now said, Donald's in each and everybody's life, and they are his own special way. Family, we are be, we'll be here for you. If you ever need us, yes, we got four guys always with them, probably wearing mail every day. We're probably wearing mail now, but we love you, mail, and take care Donald has ran his last race, and it was well-deserved. God bless. I'm so thankful that our first two obedient. As the conundrums of life, invade our mind at this time. We have so many questions of why. First, I'd like to say to Mel, thank you for allowing Donald to be so much to so many people. I used to think the preacher's wife had the roughest job in the world. But Donald received phone calls all time of the night. He took on so many duties. I would see him trying to dispatch, get a truck fixed, drive the truck. And so many things he was doing all at one time. There's a multiplicity of things that I want to say. I met Donald through one of my best friends, William Coulson. And I told Coulson's family to get him some help because one of the first things he did when I met him, he pulled a trick on me. He got me to follow him all the way to, I think it was Wilmington. And he never told me because I was new 
And he said, your stop right next to mine. Lord, forgive him because he did lie. He, he never told me it was two, about two hours away from where we were. He got me to go over there, help him do a key drop at night because he was scared. And with Donald, I'm going to ask all the drivers to please stand up. All those that have worked with Donald, been affiliated with him in, in any type way. All those that worked in the office. Donald would call and he would say, hey, man. And when he done that, I know he had come. And some of the trucks he had, you know, People didn't want to drive them, but you couldn't say nothing to him because he drove him himself. And Coulson said he used to see him going down the road, hanging his head out the window, 223, because films was in the truck. Donald was a special person. I know my time up because I, I didn't see a bell, but I'm going to hurry up and sit down. Me and my brothers, when I have five brothers. When we were young, we were walking down the road. And we said, I wonder which one of us would be the first one to go. And I remember that when Donald passed. Because it feel like losing a brother. I'm going to say this and, and then I'm getting ready to take my seat. The last text I got from him. He said, could you help me tomorrow only? Donald had been sick for years, but he never told us. One day I ran out of gas and Donald had to bring me some fuel. And it wasn't enough to get the truck running, so I had to go get some more in the pickup he bought. And when I got in the truck to go to the, to the gas station, I saw a lizard on the seat. And I thought it was his granddaughter's toy, so I said, that's just a toy. And I thought about it. That thing real. So the only thing he had in there was a water bottle. I took the water bottle and slammed it on the lizard. The lizard bounced, the water bottle went, and I don't know where neither one of them went. So I'm driving over to the edge. Already, didn't want it to crawl out. And when I got back, I said, I ain't going to tell him. But I thought about it. So if he go down the road and wreck, could that lizard jump up his leg? It'll be my fault. Donald 
is so much to so many people. My grandson, I was getting him to change the door. Had a doorknob, and he was taking the screws out of it. And I sat there and I watched him. He tried to get, he got one out, but then he was trying to get the other one out. And after he fumbled with it a while, I told him, I say, it ain't but one in there. And he looked at me and he said, why you never told me? I didn't get even with Colson for what he done to me. Because God say vengeance is mine. But Donald, I kind of got even with you. Because I love you and I never told you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your words of tribute. So powerful. Thank you to Valerie Leach and Daryl Farr and you, Pastor Toby Johnson. Thank you all so much. I love the tributes because the tributes kind of paint a picture of the deceased and what a beautiful picture you have painted of the life of this great man. I want to encourage um, each and every one of you during this time to keep your mask on. Please, please, please keep your mask above your nose. Um, It's very important. We want to make sure that we all are kept safe during this time. Sister Monica is going to come now with acknowledgments. Monica Hayes, you may come now to this particular podium. There's a mic there for you as well. Would you give Monica a hand as she comes? From one Monica to the next. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Mel, I'm just letting you know, um, You know, it's nine of them, so they forced me (laughs) to read the whole thing. So please don't be upset. (laughs) Okay. Donald Ray Coulson was born October 18, 1967 in Davidson, North Carolina, to William James Coulson Sr. and Dorothy Coulson. He was called home on January 28, 2022, after an extended illness. Donald attended Charlotte Mecklenburg schools and graduated from North Mecklenburg High School in 1986, where he was a standout athlete in football and track. He also graduated from UNC Chapel Hill with a Bachelor of Arts degree in 1990. It was here he met his wife of 27 years, Melanie. Donald had a love of sports, which was one of the many things he loved to share with his father. He was awarded the Gridiron Great Recognition for his standout abilities in football in 1986 and received many other recognitions in track and field in high school and college. He was a diehard Redskins and Tar Heel fan. 
After graduating from UNC, he worked for AAA Cooper, where he taught himself to drive a tractor trailer. He eventually became the human resource manager there. His entrepreneurial spirit led him to start his own logistic transportation company, VIP Courier Express, with his sister Tamala in 2000, which has grown to include several satellite branches and over 150 employees and contractors. Donald was a member of Greater Providence Baptist Church. He also belonged to the Heart to Heart 597 Masonic Lodge in Charlotte and was a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Donald had a caring and generous spirit and always helped people in need everywhere, often without being asked. He was preceded in death by his father, William Coulson Sr. Those left to cherish his memory are his wife, Melanie, two sons, Donald Jr. and Chase, one daughter, Taylor, James, Bennett, who was like a son, and one granddaughter, London, his mother, Dorothy Colson, two brothers, Tyrone and William Jr., six sisters, Priscilla Butler, Johnsey Bryant, Marie, Odessa, Melissa, Tamla, Tommy, mother-in-law, Betty Saunders, a host of aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and extended family members, as well as many friends. Acknowledgement. Our family is deeply appreciative of the many acts of sympathy shown to us during our time of loss. We love the beautiful floral pieces, sympathy, cards, visits, and your presence today as warm expressions of your love and concern. Thank you, and may God bless you from the family. Monica, I believe that there is a letter there that needs to be read as well. My apology. Okay. To Sister Betty Saunders and the Colson family from the Greater Providence Baptist Church family, February 2nd, 2022. Expression of condolences. The Greater Providence Baptist Church family is saddened by your loss. Our hearts are filled with great sadness. However, we celebrate the life of your beloved son-in-law, Mr. Donald Colson. Please know that your church family is praying for you and your family. Although it is difficult to see beyond your pain, continue to reflect upon the good memories to comfort and help you today and in the future. We pray that the love of God embraces you and your family during your difficult times and that he helps you heal with the passage of each day. May he nourish your soul each day. May each day bring you God's peace and may your heart and soul find happiness in the beauty of each new day that God gives you. Grief is exhausting. In times like these, you have to lean on your faith and try to accept that God has a bigger purpose for each of us. May all of the love that surrounds you provide you with strength. Take comfort in friendship. Remember to feed your soul with God's word and through prayer. We will continue to pray that God will give you strength and courage in your time of bereavement. May the blessings of God be upon you. May peace always be within your soul. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 46 and 1. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, put your hands together.
Come on, you can do better than that. Let's thank the Lord for every word of tribute. Thank the Lord for these beautiful acknowledgments. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here on behalf of this family. I just want to say thank you. On behalf of St. Paul Baptist Church, I want to say thank you. Whatever you have done to assist this family during this time of bereavement, we just want to say thank you. If you sent a text, if you sent an email, if you stopped by the house, you made a phone call to them, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, we want to say thank you to each and every one of you. But I want to say this to you, that after today, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for this family because after today, no one else is stopping by the house. No one is bringing food. But I want to encourage you to do something different. Allow us after today to continue to call this family, continue to stop by the house, continue to send them text messages and make phone calls to them because can we agree that they're going to need us more after today. If you believe that, I want you to put your hands together, signifying to Melanie, to these children, to his mom. Come on, let them know. We got you. We are going to be here after today. Listen, this has been a great, wonderful service. After the singing of our next selection, you will hear a word from the Lord, from Reverend Andre Colton, and we want you to receive him by saying amen, amen, amen. Come on, Scott. The 
God's praises shall continually be in my mouth. And if God has done anything good for you on today, why don't you just take the time to bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good afternoon, saints of God. We certainly thank you today for your presence here. We acknowledge that many of you have traveled from great distances to be with this family on today. We take it not lightly that you are here in the presence of our good and gracious God to help this family celebrate this homegoing service of our dear brother Donald Coulson. The family wanted me to remind you how grateful and how humbled they are for your presence here today. We certainly want to thank uh, Pastor Scott and Dr. Redmond and the entire St. Paul Baptist Church for allowing us uh, to be here today as we endeavor to bring honor to the life and the legacy of our dear brother, Mr. Donald Ray Coulson. Amen. Amen. And I would like to say to the family that I am thankful and that I am grateful that you have allowed me to come and share with you and speak a word from the Lord that it may bring comfort to your hearts for this great loss on today. Amen. I have preached many services, but this one here is extremely difficult for me because Donald was a good friend of mine. And not only was he a good friend of mine, but he was a church member of mine. Me and Donald go back way before I became a deacon, way before I became a minister, and way before I became a reverend. And I remember we used to go to eat lunch together, and we would, we would talk and crack jokes about people when they would come into the restaurants. And he would tell me, he'd say, yeah, boy, I see you up there trying to get your little preacher on. You know, he'd say, but you're doing good. And he would always tell me, I'm proud of you, brother. You keep doing what God has called you to do. Amen. As time is of the essence, we must move expeditiously through our service here today, for there is a word from the Lord this afternoon, and that word is found in the Old Testament book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 37, beginning at verse 18. And if you will, would you please stand with me as we admonish the reading of our good and gracious God. That's Psalms 37. If you have your devices with you or maybe your Bibles and you want to read along, you are welcome. Psalms 37, beginning at verse 18. We will read through to verse 23. Psalms 37. And the word of God reads, the Lord knows the days of the upright and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall be not ashamed in the evil times, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be like the flowers in the field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrows and never repays, but the righteous shows mercy and gives to the needy. For those who are blessed of God shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of God shall be cut off. For the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and the Lord delights in every way of his life. Amen. You 
may be seated in the presence of our good and gracious God. Using verse 23 as our sermonic launching pad this afternoon, I would like to speak to you from the subject, following Jesus all the way home. Let us look to the Lord, all wise and eternal God. Father, we thank you for this blessed day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Allow your Holy Spirit to fall fresh in this place, O oh God. Move from heart to heart and breast to breast. Have your way in here, Holy Spirit. Fill me with the life-changing power because your servant needs you. And let my will be lost in thine. Amen following Jesus all the way home. There was a moment in Jesus's ministry uh, when he had been telling the disciples certain things and they had become perplexed in their minds when Jesus told them that I'm going away. He says, I'm going to be leaving you shortly. And he said, let not your hearts be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am. You may be also, and where I go, ye shall know. And then Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus says to Thomas, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. For no man comes unto the Father except by me. Today, saints of God, we're talking about following Jesus. All the way home. I've come to the conclusion that in this life, you either have, will, or are following something or somebody. Today, we are gathered to remember our dear brother and to celebrate the life and the legacy of this great man. One of who we can all agree has been taken away from us way too fast. When we think of our brother Donald Coson, we cannot help but to see that his life was under the mighty hand of Almighty God. When we look at Donald and we look at Melanie and Chase and Taylor and Donald Jr., Miss Dorothy and the entire Coson family, we can see what it means to be a people who, according to Proverbs, trusted in the Lord all of their heart, leaning not to their own understandings, but in all of their ways, acknowledging God, and obviously he has directed their path. What I really need to tell you this afternoon, church family, is that as sad as this occasion is, Donald was a man who trusted in God. Come on, somebody, that's enough right there to shout about. Donald trusted God. So you see, you don't get to accomplish the things that this brother has accomplished without trusting God for the greater in your life. You see, life is unpredictable. 
Life is unmanageable. And if you're not careful, uh, you, you can sometimes find yourself in a place that you really didn't intend to be. Amen, somebody. What I'm really trying to tell you this afternoon, family, is that I don't care who you are or what you have or how you got it. The reality is that for us who trust in the Lord, we know that everything will be all right. Donald was that type of brother. He trusted God for the greater in his life. And so today we honor and we celebrate the life and the legacy of our brother, this brother, this father, this son, this businessman, Donald Coson. And we can leave here today assured, knowing that Donald trusted God. Amen, somebody. We can leave here today with our hearts a little bit lighter in our spirits, knowing that Donald was a man who understood, here it is, the importance of having a relationship with Jesus. And because of his relationship with Jesus, surely we can see that he was blessed and that he trusted the Lord. Watch this. The hand of God was on Donald and on his life. Not only was the hand of God on his life, but it was on his family. Donald was a good man. He was a blessed man, not because of the things that he had accumulated, not because of the cars and the houses, not because of the business and the financial accomplishments, not because of his educational accolades, but Donald was blessed because he was a man who loved the Lord and he loved his family. He loved his employees and the vendors who he worked with. He loved the people at VIP transportation and he loved his church. And most of all, he loves Melanie. He loves Chase. He loves Taylor. He loves Donald Jr. And he loves his family. I'm not speaking about Donald's love in the past tense. Why? Because love never dies. Love stands the test of time. Donald's love was not superficial. It was not it was not a, a, a fly-by-night love. It was a love that was intense and full of purpose and gratitude. It was a love that exhibited kindness and trustworthiness. Donald's love speaks to us today about character. Donald's love today speaks to us about truthfulness, about integrity, and a man who trusted God and loved his family. And because of that, we can see that he was a blessed man of God. You see, people, the way that we live our lives will ultimately preach our eulogies. Amen, somebody. Nobody can tell your story better than you can tell your own story. And we will all be remembered by the way we treated one another. Am I right about it? And so Donald Jr., Chase Taylor, your father will be remembered here today as a man whose steps were obviously ordered by God. And because your dad loved you unconditionally, he always made sure that you were well taken care of. And through our conversations on last week, we understood that his goal was to ensure that all of you could have a better life. That's why he worked so hard. And it was his goal to ensure 
that you would be the best version of who God intended you to be. And so, Chase, when we spoke the other day, and I told you that now that your father has left this place, it is your responsibility to do what your father has called you to do, and that is to assist in taking care of your family. Amen? Amen. And Melanie, I say to you today that you and Donald have placed an indelible footprint to be remembered because with 27 plus years of love, you are examples of what real love looks like. That's not something that you see every day. We cannot deny the fact that our dear brother has gone home to be with the Lord, but his legacy and his love will remain with us for a lifetime. And so I say to the Colson family, Priscilla, John Say, Marie, Tyrone, Will, Odessa, Melissa, and Tamala, the work and the love and the dedication that my Dorothy and Mr. Williams placed inside of you truly shows us that God honors family. Donald had a strong legacy. Why? Because he came from a strong family. You see, it's not easy to raise nine children, but real love produces strength. Real love produces integrity. Real love produces a family that looks like the Colson family. Amen, somebody. You see, Donald was a loving person. And people like Donald, you, you see, they just seem to stick out in a crowd. Because when you encounter a person like Donald, you cannot help to see but a man who is a loving man, a compassionate man, a caring man, and always, just like it was said earlier, concerned about others. It has been expressed to me that one of Donald's love languages was that he was a giver. And the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And because Donald was a giver, God always provided him with more than enough so that he could continue to pour into others and meet the needs of others. And that's an example for all of us here today. You see, God created us for relationship purposes and he created us to have a need for one another. And so today we celebrate the legacy and the love of a brother who left us with an example that we are, like Christ, to love one another. You see, sometimes we don't always get the what and the why as to God calling our loved ones home to be with the Lord. But the Bible says that we are like soldiers sojourning through a strange land and that this is not our final resting place, but we are yet here for a season. And it is in times like these that we must, here it is, consider our own relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe if Donald could speak to us today, surely he would express to us the importance of having our lives secured in Jesus Christ. I believe if Donald was here today, he would tell us to take some time and smell the roses. Take some time to tell a friend how much you appreciate them. Take the time to tell somebody how much you love them. But most of all, I believe Donald would tell us not to forget to tell God, I yield, I yield. What 
must I do to be saved? And so I say to you this afternoon, family, we are going to miss Donald in our own special ways. We're going to miss Donald's smile. We'll miss his laughter. We'll miss his jokes. We'll miss his friendship. And oh yeah, we're going to miss his leadership. You see, leadership is not something that you uh, can learn from a book. It comes from intense purpose. It comes from experience. And most of all, it comes from love. We will miss Donald. But I would be remiss to tell you before I close this message. Colson family, you stick together. Do not fall apart. Do you hear me? You stick together. You pray together. You love together. You stay together. You keep any enemy that tries to defeat you out of your family's life out of your family's business, out of the VIP business, and out of any business that concerns you. And if you do that, you will continue to keep the legacy that Donald placed, which is to love one another. Amen. What a word, what a word, what a word we have heard today. Would you put those hands together for our preacher today? Come on, you can do better than that. What a great word we have heard today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for reminding us what the Bible says. A lot of times we think about um, words that we remember that we've said. But what about the words of our Christ? To God we give the glory. To God, we give the glory. We are going to dismiss at this time. We want everyone to stand, except for the family. Everyone else, please stand as the funeral directors come back. Scott Gibson is going to sing Center of My Joy. But I want to ask those individuals who are designated as flower bearers, I believe it's the ladies of the North Met class of 86, to please come to my left here. And if you are designated as a pallbearer, would you please come to my right here? Amen, amen, amen. And all the ministers, um, we're going to meet on the floor right in front of the casket. the center of my joy all that's good and perfect comes from you let not your heart be troubled the heart believe in God I content man hope for all I told you I go to prepare a place for Jesus you. and if I go and you're prepare the a place center for you, I will come again and receive you unto joy. myself.
When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my Please remain seated in your seats until the ushers come and escort you out of the building. We are escorting row by row out, so please remain seated. I mean, yes, yeah, stay in your seats until the us, uh, ushers come and escort you out. Thank you. In sadness, you're the laughter. That shatters the ushers will dismiss on the bottom and then they will come get to the balcony. The ushers will come and dismiss I'm from the alone. bottom and then come escort people out from the balcony. Your hand is there to hold. Oh, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Oh, that's good and perfect comes from you. 